From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center at his great spot, taking good care of us, so we're already appreciative about that. He's our fabulous producer, so we appreciate that. On the news line with us now is Dr. Loretta Mastician. She is a pediatric psychologist at Geisinger. Good morning, Dr. Mastician. Thank you for calling in. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Oh, you bet. I really appreciate you checking in. We're going to talk about how parents can talk to their children about the invasion of Ukraine. So let's start out. Uh, Where does this begin? Do I bring it up or do I wait till my child says something? Give us, uh, where does this all begin when it comes to conversing about this kind of thing? I think it could work either way, and a lot of it is dependent on the age of the child. You know, we we always want to make make the information that we're sharing with them age-appropriate. So, you know, there are some little ones who are going to pick up on that, are going to hear about it in school or see spots on TV and be really curious about it or really anxious about it, and they're going to ask. And that is, of course, you know, appropriate to to engage with them at that point. You might have other kids who uh, who who don't clock it, you know, for whom it doesn't really matter. Uh, and then I think you can you, you can be led by them a bit. Um, where it gets a little bit trickier is if you're if you've got young ones who who are taking in the information from other sources, and then you're seeing you're seeing some anxiety or you're seeing some change in behavior, but they're not talking about it. With those kids, you may want to approach the topic yourself and check in and see see how, what their understanding of the situation is. In what way would a parent want to set a good example? You talk in some of your notes about uh, limiting your exposure to crisis content. So I think that must be in a parent setting an example. Absolutely. Um, so we're not designed, humans aren't designed to kind of actively participate and metabolize the 24-hour news cycle. And I think a lot of us fall into that trap of, you know, it's available to us, it's right there, it's on our phones, it's on our computers, it's on TV. Um, and, you know, doom scrolling is is a real thing. You get caught, in, you know, on your phone and you're looking up information and you just kind of fall down that rabbit hole of, of, of tragic news. Um, and it can be toxic for for the parents themselves as well as for children. So um, I think we want to manage our own anxiety as parents, um, judiciously take in, uh, you know, our, our news information, especially about crisis situations, whether it's, you know, the situation in Ukraine right now or... Even things like, you know, uh, extreme weather disasters can be really overwhelming for for both adults and children. So um, uh, limiting that, judiciously limiting that for uh, that exposure for our kids and for ourselves, I think, is really is really important. That's not to say you, you know, necessarily like stick your head in the sand and don't pay attention to anything that's going on in world events, because, you know, we all want to be good good world citizens as well and and stay abreast of what's happening but um knowing your own limits and and seeing where you you are in terms of your own anxiety is is an important first step because we don't want to we don't want to let our own anxiety telegraph to our kids because that can be picked up by them and and amplified by them 
one of your peers at Geisinger about probably about two years ago when we started to talk about the pandemic and kids said just make sure your kids feel safe and listen to it was kind of the soundbite of the year around here so it was often repeated does that apply again when it comes to monitoring the invasion of Ukraine make sure your kids feel safe and listen to absolutely uh, you know tell them you love them and they may seek that out they may seek out reassurance from parents that they're there that they love them you may see kids um, of all ages getting a little more clingy or uh, going back to behaviors or or likes things that they wanted when they were a little bit younger and that's all part of that you know that seeking safety that wanting to be connected so even proactively building in more family time you know, more fun activities that aren't necessarily centered on what's going on, but doing things that your kids like to do with you is really important and can help them feel secure. Should a parent prepare for a conversation with their kids about this? Is there some, you know, bone up on the topic itself? I guess make sure you have either the latest information or maybe objective information. Is there some preparation a parent can do? I think it's a good idea to... You know, to, to vet your news sources and to to look at several different sources as well to see kind of what is what is out there. Um, talking to your kids as well about being a good news consumer and and checking sources is also really great. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good way that parents can kind of prep themselves and see what they want to focus on. Elaborate on, uh, you talk about uh, making sure that you connect with your kids in supportive ways through play or shared activities. This is one of your important things that you've said up to now. Explain exactly what that means. We have a shared activity, so it's going to be you know time spent well together, and what are some things we can do? I think this is really personal based on your family and your kids. Sometimes it's just, you know, getting down on the floor with your kid and building some Legos. Uh, maybe it's sports, going to an event, participating event, going bowling. Uh, maybe it's a reading to them at night. Creating rituals around family is really good and comforting for kids as well, like you know, being sure you're you know, reading to a little one before bed or you know, having uh, singing a, a particular song with them. Again, very personal to to you and your child and your family. It might be engaging in faith-based activities that are important to your family as well, as long as it's time time together where you can connect with the little ones. Should I raise money for the Ukraine or participate in some of the uh, joint things that might be happening? Not a protest per se, but maybe a, a you know a prayer activity or raising money. We have you know some folks around here that are raising money for charities in Ukraine. Absolutely. If that appeals to you, if that appeals to your 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 kiddos, that can be a great way to to counteract some of that anxiety that they may be feeling. Um, the anxiety is usually usually around helplessness, feeling like, oh my goodness, these big events are happening somewhere else in the world that may infect, you know affect us in in untold ways. What do I do? I can't do anything. So finding a relief organization to work with, um, it, praying, all of those things can 
make us feel like we are we're contributing in a positive way and making a difference. How do, how do I identify villains in our world? <laughs> how would I describe Vladimir Putin saying you know, he's just somebody with whom we disagree? I mean, that might work on the political divide if we're explaining that to our kids. But, uh, you know, Vladimir Putin comes out of this discussion looking pretty evil. H- how do we discuss him with a child? I think it's, it's probably a good way to start just with historical context. Again, always on that, that age-appropriate level for your child. And when I say age-appropriate for your child, again, that is, that is also very personal um, and may be impacted by their own level of anxiety about it. So um, a child who is normally very smart, very astute, very able to engage in in an adult manner uh, and think about things in an adult manner, maybe really scared in this situation, you know, maybe really anxious and may not be able to process a very complex, you know, conversation of, of, about these things or about the the actors in these situations. Um, but looking at looking at the history, looking at context um, would be a good way to start. Is this war a big deal? Is it mandatory that uh, parents talk about it? Or, I mean, are there some kids where it doesn't appear as though you'd have to bring it up or discuss it? I think it depends on the child. Again, if if your child is, you know, going about their day, functioning normally, no sense of anxiety, um, not having any trouble sleeping, you know, eating normally, playing normally, no changes in behavior, and doesn't show a real interest, I don't know that you'd really have to bring it up. You know, it, it's there. It's out there in the ether, so they're going to be exposed to it. Um, but I don't think we need to necessarily, you know, force-feed our kids uh, information about this if they're, if they're not ready for it. And they'll, they'll, you'll see if they are. They'll, they'll kind of tell you that they're, they're impacted by it and they want to, they want to know more. Well, you're going to try to keep your normal routine so you'll see if they start to stray from that, I guess. It would be something to watch out for, I guess. Absolutely. Um, changes in sleep patterns, uh, changes in changes in eating. Sometimes they might not say a lot, but suddenly they don't, they don't have an appetite or, you know, their favorite foods don't appeal to them. Um, changes in behavior, concentration levels. You know, are they suddenly not doing well at school, whereas they've always liked academics? Um, are they unable to engage with play activities or sports activities that usually they enjoyed and suddenly it's just not clicking for them? It's not giving them the pleasure it used to. Those are things I would use to, I would look for behavioral changes. You know, are they, are they moodier? Are they snappy? Uh, you know, are, are, are they fighting with siblings or, or friends a little bit more? All those are things that you might look for to see if, if something's, something's bothering them, something is going on with them. Dr. Loretta Mistician is a pediatric psychologist at Geisinger. Anything to add to our conversation that maybe I didn't ask? Uh, t- just tell your kids you love them. Be there for them. You know, um, let them know that that you support them and you are there to um, be with them on their own journey through this experience.
All right. And make sure you spend some time with the family pet. Always sound advice there. So I heard that. Well, thank you so much for your information and your help. Geisinger.edu, always a great place to go to find all kinds of information and connections to folks like you. Thank you, Dr. Mistician. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Dr. Loretta Mistician, pediatric psychologist at Geisinger on the Newsline there on how parents can talk to their children about the invasion of Ukraine. Shortly after this conversation, you'll be able to download this interview from the WKOK podcast page, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts.